Uh, welcome to our broadcast. This is Ken Taylor, president of Commercial Truck Training. Uh, today is a very special day. We have uh, two gentlemen that are near and dear to us, uh, very good friends, in fact. Uh, first, Craig Judge, the director of business development and the branch manager for Azuzu uh, Trucks uh, with Nutmeg in Hartford, Connecticut, <laughs> as well as other locations. <laughs> And, uh, and also we have Eric Davi, uh, stockbroker extraordinaire turned truck guy. <laughs> so, uh, good to have you guys. Really appreciate you joining us today. Quick, qu quick question. And, uh, Craig, I'm going to throw this one to you. Uh, since all this pandemic has started, so what's been different in Nutmeg and, and what are you guys have done to kind of leverage the situation as much as possible? Um, a lot of things have changed and yet a lot of things are still the same. Um, obviously with social distancing, everybody's getting more familiar with platforms like this, like Zoom and um, a lot of WebEx conferences going on. Um, Eric and I, as a matter of fact, just got off a weekly one that we do with our sales team. That was a you know hour and a half to two hour session we had 18 people on that call um, and we try to we it started I think more as a motivational uh, just to keep everybody engaged and not feeling like we're all on furlough working from home right. um, but now we're getting into some more meat and potatoes into those meetings and they're they're going on a little bit longer we do a lot of side meetings um, Eric and I will do one-on-ones um, I've gotten, I, I was pretty tech savvy, but I've gotten very comfortable with it. I've, um, I found through this platform, through Zoom, uh, if I have a, a sales rep that's struggling with, take for example, CRM, or they're having a hard time put a quote together, I can actually get into their computer and I can make the changes for them and show them that process. So, oh, wow. It's, yeah, it, and you can record it too. And you can record it, yeah, both video and audio files. So, um, you know, it's, it's a struggle. It's, there's a challenge there not to be able to be in the dealership and interact with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis. But I think frankly, coming out of this, there's going to be some real positives that we're going to, that we're going to glean from this. And I don't even know if we know what those are yet, but, um, I, I think it's, it's forced a lot of people to change their business models a bit. And in some cases it'll be for the better. Uh, we we 100% agree. Eric, from a sales perspective, and of course you've been in a couple of different industries, from a sales perspective, how has this affected you and how are you adapting? Uh, interesting question. Um, you know, we, we deal with so many uh, people from other states, so a lot of, a lot of our calls are, you know, are the sales process is over the phone anyway. So um, uh, that hasn't changed much, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, in terms of the camaraderie, you, mi you miss the guys, you miss talking to the, the parts guys, the service guys, you miss the hands-on, you miss the handshaking, you miss the walk-ins, uh, obviously, uh, that's, that's changed totally, but, uh, I mean, the, these Zoom calls have been fantastic, uh, you know, we all get to stay in touch, whether it's a five-minute Zoom call or an hour Zoom call with a group of people, that's been great, but in terms of sales, um, you know, a lot of transactions happen over the phone. Um, so that hasn't been a big change for us, uh, but um, let's see. Let's see where you know this takes us soon. Um, you know, looks like a couple states are loosening up a little bit. Uh, you know, so uh, you know, Craig and I got out to play golf on Sunday, which was nice. That was the first time we, um, you know, really done anything socially. 
so that, that, that was a nice break for, uh, you know, we needed, it. I mean, I've been, I've been in my apartment for six weeks now. So it's um, a little frustrating on that aspect because I, I miss the people. I miss hanging around. I miss, uh, you know, the hugs, the high fives, the uh, other than sales hadn't changed a whole lot. Just for the record, I don't miss the hugs. <laughs> well, but it's it's nice to see that Eric's operating from his vacation home in Tahiti right now. Right. Yeah, well, actually, that's your backyard. <laughs> uh, apartment, right? Apartment, right? Right? Exactly. Oh man, so. uh, I love the background. That, that's a nice, nice, nice touch. So, uh, as far as uh, and this is for Craig. Um, as far as a dealership as a whole, what would you be recommending to dealers across the nation right now to adapt to this and, uh, and get ready for next steps? And what are those next steps? The next steps are, I think, going to depend a lot on how long this drags on. Um, you know, so that some people are of the mind that it's going to be a fast snap, snapback, kind of a V-shaped recovery. I, I'm getting the indications that it's going to be more of a slow roll. Um, you know, I, I'll give you just an example. They, the state of Connecticut yesterday announced that our schools are going to be closed for the rest of the, the uh, school year. Same thing with us. So mm -hmm. even if a person can now get back to work, there's going to be a daycare issue. And the daycares are closed. So unless you've got a close family member that you can have watch your children, yeah. People are going to have to make a decision. Do I go back to work or do I stay home with the kids? Um, so even though we're going to see on the news that, you know, we're now at phase two and phase three and phase four, that's it, going to mean different things for a lot of different people. Um, one thing I will say is I've pushed very, very hard for the last five or six years for uh, not just Nutmeg, but the previous dealership I worked for to embrace technology and get comfortable with it as more and more transactions were being done online with the Amazons and, you know, the targets and, and then um, we, I, I think we had somewhat of a competitive advantage that we were a little ahead of the curve. So this is not a shock for our salespeople. They're very used to doing transactions online over the phone, paperwork, getting emailed back and forth. We do a lot of business, um, I'm going to say well in excess of 50% of our business is not done in person. It's done through some sort of other platform. So it hasn't been a real shock to our sales department, I don't think. I think they were well prepared for it. Knowing that, a lot of our competition wasn't. So for us, that was a bit of a competitive advantage. That advantage now is going away at an accelerated rate because dealerships are being forced into Yes. Embracing these platforms. Yes. So whereas I've thought I had probably a three to four year window before everybody caught up, it's probably going to be eight to 10 months and we're all going to be kind of, <clears throat> kind of here. Um, I think, I think dealerships just have to embrace that things are going to look different on the other side. And maybe you don't need sales guys in a showroom all day anymore. Maybe it's three or four hours a day, or maybe it's a staggered schedule. Um, if you've got employees that are somewhat motivated, um, and you've got employees that are, um, somewhat structured in their routines, they can work from home. Um, you know, I know personally, I've been working from a home office on a regular basis for many years 
it saves me nine hours a week just because I don't have to travel back and forth. Right. Yeah. You know, I leave my house to make sales calls and I'm on the clock. I don't have to go to an office, punch in and then start my day. So it's made me a lot more efficient. I'm set up. I've got five computer monitors in front of me. And to me, I'm, I was home anyway. It wasn't a big deal. Guys like Eric who are used to that one-on-one -on -one interaction. It's been, I'm sure, and he can speak to this, it's been a lot more of a challenge for him than it is for me. Eric? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like the uh, the face-to-face, -face, you, know, you know, the smile, get to know somebody, the questions. It's different when you're just doing it on the phone. It really is, but yeah. it's, not, it's not new to us. Uh, for example, I'm selling a truck to a guy in Lake Tahoe right now. You know, and we've just had 25 phone calls in the last two weeks. Everything went smooth, and he bought a truck from us, and we're shipping it out on Monday. And uh, I've never seen him in my life. And so it can be done. Do I prefer uh, the other way? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're all people. We love to, you know, see each other and right. have jobs and stuff. But, yeah. But it, it's uh, – Craig, Craig's right. We, I, I think uh, at Nutmeg we were ahead of the curve in terms of technology anyway. But I, I think he made a good point there that it's going to speed up everybody else to catch up to us, uh, I think. And uh, that's actually a, a good point, Craig, I, you know, because it's forcing people to change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people in the industry don't like that. So uh, right. we'll see We'll see where it takes us. But um, um, so far, so good. You know, uh, my hair is longer. I haven't had a haircut in six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, uh, five weeks. Here. Here. <laughs> you know, but uh, and, uh, I'll take a rate check out of Hug Craig with a <laughs> Social distancing, guys. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Elbow rubs. <laughs> Elbow rubs, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, how, how do you think um, social media – uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, is, is that going to change in any way? Are more people going to be using it? And what, are, what are your thoughts on that, yeah, either one of you guys? I think social media six months from now is going to be the telephone a year ago. Uh, I, I, I really enjoy this platform. I love doing this. Yeah. I like to be able to look at Will and – you know, a nod of the head means something in a conversation yep. that you yep. can't get over the phone. Right. Um, you can you can read people a little bit. Um, it's it's a for me it's a it's an intimate way to have a conversation with not just one person but like <coughs> today with eighteen people. You know, logistically for me to get eighteen people in a conference room in one location, that never happened. But we were able to send an email out to eighteen people and put it together in ten minutes. Um, so it's, you know, social media is great. I think there's going to come new platforms in social media that we don't know. I mean, you hear about the TikToks and all this new stuff that's coming out. Right. Um, and, and frankly, I think, I think the manufacturers need to wake up <laughs> and realize that it's a phenomenal way to communicate with your dealer body. We have had, as you know, you joined us on one of our sales calls. Um, right. and we have had, we had Sean Skinner, the president of Suzu Commercial Truck of America, on one of our sales calls. I'm not getting him to fly to Hartford to attend a sales meeting, no. but we were able to put that together. I have Chris DeTorno from Navistar is joining us next week on our call. Oh, wow. Um, I have Brian Tabble scheduled to join us from Suzu. He's in the marketing department. He's going to join us. Right. So it's, 
this has not been a step back for us. This has been a gigantic leap forward as far as communication goes. Um, and I just, you know, for those other dealers out there that, you know, they're kind of, let's face it, our industry, some guys are really old school, you know. Um, yeah. I had a sales rep that just recently upgraded from a flip phone. So, <laughs> you know, now's the time because I don't think a year from now you're going to be able to catch up. I think you, you've got to be on it right now. Now is the opportunity. Yeah, the, the only thing I regret is I didn't buy Zoom stock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. How could we not see that coming? Yeah. You know, and, I, and from a salesman's uh, perspective on uh, social media, if you do a little homework, there's so many groups out on Facebook, yeah. not just individuals. And, yeah. um, you know, you can have a landscaping group, you can have a plumber's group, you can have a roofer's group, but you got to do a little bit more homework, but they're out there. I mean, mm -hmm. there's fitness groups, there's, you know, so it's not just individuals. And I think that's, now you can target a specific market market very easily and get that, you know, exposure real quick. So, yeah, I, let me, let me jump on that group thing too. Yeah. I, I, I th that's kind of a new thing for me too. I've, I've been on Facebook for a long time. Frankly, I never post anything personal on Facebook. I don't put family pictures, vacations, any of that. I use it primarily to stay in touch with people from a professional standpoint. And I know that that platform's not really built for that. That's more of a LinkedIn thing. But let's face it, everybody's on Facebook. So mm -hmm. yeah. I got involved in a couple of groups in our area that are industry-specific. One's a landscape group and there's a plumber's group. And I didn't do that necessarily to market our wares to to a targeted group of people i chose those groups because a lot of our customers were in those groups uh, and it's a way for me to stay in touch with them right and what's what i've noticed has happened and this has evolved over the past few months is those <laughs> customers in the group have become advocates for us yeah so someone will ask a question about you know what's the right body to put on this truck and i'll pipe in as I always do. And it, it happens almost a hundred percent of the time. One of our customers will follow up and say, trust these guys, they know what they're doing. And by the way, if you need a new truck, they're the guys to get it from. So um, the thing you got to be careful about with these groups is a lot of them have pretty strict rules about this isn't a place to push your products. This is a place to exchange ideas and give advice. And you need to be very mindful of that. Uh, it's a great point, and we advise that all the time. You know, it's kind of interesting because I'll get calls from people who want to use LinkedIn to a better capacity or Facebook, and I always tell them it's it's not a place to sell. It's a place to build relationships. Right. I was just That's about to bring job. that how up, can, yeah. Yeah. How can you help? And Will can probably speak to that as well. Uh, Will? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I was just going to say that because Eric, Eric hit on that without actually using the term is the focus on the relationships. That's what you're doing by what you two just said. You're, you're finding that group and you're finding out what's important to that group. And then, yeah, you work in it a little bit, sure, but you're really just finding the common ground with those people and being able to figure out what makes them tick and how you can help. And that, that yes, in a way, that's an essence of sales, but it's, it's so much more of a relationship and it's such a better way to go. So I think in the case of you guys in particular, the more you do what you've already done, you'll still be able to separate from anybody that tries to catch up on these tools. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's something I'm focused on every day. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm used to spending a lot of hours in front of a computer monitor anyway. 
Um, but I found that I'm spending four hours on a Sunday afternoon watching videos on YouTube about YouTube. <laughs> and how it works. It, it's the strangest thing. Um, so, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit more into the video part of it now, um, getting more comfortable with that. That's the other thing, too, just to kind of step half a step back. People now are used to seeing themselves on a screen. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas six months ago, I half of my sales guys, I wanted to do a truck trend like Eric does with them. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not getting in front of a camera. Yeah. We're all used to it now. Now it's no big deal. You can stick a camera in their face and you know everything's great. You know, everybody's Tom Cruise all of a sudden. <laughs> so so yeah, it's changed. Um I actually I'm gonna flip back and ask you a question. Um, Will and Ken. What's your experience been with Alignable, if any? Because I've dabbled with it a little bit, and I'm still a little skeptical about that platform. Yeah, yeah. it's That's growing very rapidly. It's growing rapidly. Uh, the the thing that they do well is they'll pose questions, sales questions for people to answer. And since they've been doing that, it's helped it grow at a much faster rate. It's got a long way to go. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, definitely a social media we want to get involved in. Um, and it, it's a lot smaller, obviously, than Facebook. It's a lot smaller than LinkedIn. But they're, they're the guys, I actually made a call to the guys who started that because I was thinking about doing a podcast, but I don't think it's ready yet. Uh, and they told me their philosophy. And the philosophy was we want total engagement. We want to connect people that want to be connected. And that's why they pose the questions so often. I've answered questions on there probably four or five times and gotten a lot of feedback, um, mostly positive. So, so I think if you're, a, uh, if you're a dedicated salesperson, if you really want to look for no, more avenues, I think Alignable will, will be good. Uh, but it's one of those things like anything else. You better be consistent at it yeah. or uh, you're right. wasting your time. My, I think my impression of Alignable from the very little bit of dabbling I've done with it is that <clears throat> it tends to seem to be a little bit more regional or, or local, if that makes sense. So whereas the Facebooks and the LinkedIns allow you to get out there everywhere, and Alignable seems to be bringing that more down into the neighborhood level. I noticed a lot of the groups are Hartford, Connecticut, Manchester, Connecticut. You know, they seem to be more localized so that local businesses can start to network with one another. And that intrigues me because sometimes, you know, it's the, the old, you see the forest for the trees. You know, you got 200 customers on a three-mile radius of you and you're selling trucks in California. It almost doesn't right. make sense to some, right. to some degree, so. Well, a, a couple of final things. So uh, thoughts for when this is all over. I mean, how are you guys going to be doing anything differently uh, based on uh, this whole pandemic? For, for me, it's definitely going to be the Zoom calls because it uh, makes it convenient. It makes it easy. Uh, it does personalize it somewhat, you know, uh, and I think it's going to, you're going to be able to maximize your time better as a salesman. I mean, like, Craig alluded to this. I mean, I, I drive, you know, my commute's 35-ish minutes, you know, each way. So, I mean, I, I can maximize my time. And then it's so easy to set up with somebody. And, you know, you can, you can have an appointment with somebody anywhere. So, I, th I think uh, you're going to see more of this, especially from a salesman's perspective. I think it's going to be a great tool. 
Eric, how do you think that might change? Um, like, for instance, you do, you've got a sales call with somebody and they actually want to see the truck. They don't have time to, you know, come in or you take it to them or whatever. Would you use something like a Zoom or a Facebook Live or a YouTube or just a FaceTime to go do a, like a live walk around with that person? That's a great question. Yesterday I did the test drive for the guy in Tahoe and I actually did a short little video in the truck, you know, uh, before I drove, obviously, but uh, right. I gave him a walk around, sent it to him, and it was perfect. It was about 30 seconds. So, I mean, you got to wow. utilize every tool you got in the book. Yep. Yeah. He was very happy. I, mean, I, I could really see that, that you know, live interaction, not even just a recording and put it on YouTube and just send it to that person in particular, but this, you know, like using Zoom on the phone and just, all right, what questions do you, do you have? Can I show it to you? Yeah. I'm right here with what you're looking at. You know, and you can set up a Zoom call and yeah, three minutes with somebody. Yeah, so it's like, hey, let me let me just shoot you an email real quick. You know, so yeah. I think it's going to be a big tool. Uh, time time management. It's going to. I think it's you're going to maximize it definitely for a salesman. It's going to help. It's going to help. Good, good, good. I think. Craig, any last thoughts? Yeah, I'm just checking my internet connection here. It was getting a little. Uh, it's getting a little funky, <laughs> but I think it's okay. Everybody's um, on a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, let's you know, just hypothetically. This could be a conversation between, you know, a CEO and uh, a CFO, a truck sales guy, and a body guy. Yeah, we could all be having a conversation about what the next move is. Yes. And you know, the, the the CEO of the company says, you know, I'd like to see what that would look like, and I could, with a click, I could share my screen and show you the last five that we built. Um, it, you know, everybody's time is valuable. I think I've noticed, I think you're going to see productivity really, really increase. Um, I had two of my sales guys make pretty much the same comment in the last couple of weeks. And that was that they found that now that they're working from home and they're set up, you know, they have the infrastructure. Now they have the printer and they got two monitors and they've got all of that, that they now find themselves working more hours. Mm-hmm. Wow. Without realizing it, it's 7.30 and I'm still doing quotes or calling customers, whereas, you know, before the tendency was 4.30, the parts guys start to filter their way out and the yeah. sales guys are right after them, right? <laughs> so I think businesses are going to see a more productive workforce if they embrace it. And, and the, you know, the, the clincher is, though, if you've got people working for you that are working remotely, working from home, if you can't trust them and you don't think they're doing the job, then you get the wrong employees because chances are they're goofing off when they're in the office anyway. There you go. Yeah. I I think there's a, there's an element of that, like that saying with, you know, um, when you make a lot of money, it only amplifies who you really are kind of thing. I think Mm -hmm. we're going to see a little bit of that too, is the ones that, that are enthusiastic about connecting with people will absolutely use this, but the ones that are resistant are going to find a way to, Oh no, that doesn't work for me. That's not the way you sell. And the right answer is to embrace it because it's not going to go away. So, uh, and, and the other thing to kind of piggyback off of your point, Craig, I've noticed working from home in my situation with a toddler and a six month old that when I have a zoom call, it is treated by my wife as an appointment and she'll go ahead and block out, take care of the kids when I'm at home and I'm obviously at Ken's today. But when, if it's just a phone call and it maybe doesn't have a schedule, there might be a little delay or maybe even the person I'm trying to call has something else going on. Whereas if you've got that, Hey, we're jumping on at three o'clock on zoom 
you're expected to be there. It's another, it's the, it's an appointment and people yeah. will go up. You know, the, my, my mind tends to wander. And as you were saying that I had some thoughts come in my head and here's, here's one of them. Kids learn from the environments that they're in and, mm -hmm. and what's happening right now. You've got a toddler and a what? Six, six month old, almost seven months. Six month yeah. old. Okay. That are absorbing this environment around them. And the environment involves their dad sitting in front of a computer screen, talking with 10, 15, sometimes more people at a time. This is going to be their normal. They're Whoa. growing up with this. Yeah. Um, so what happens now? We're, we're in elementary school and middle school, and you want to put together a study group because you got a test coming up on Friday or whatever it happens to be. They may not even be going to school anymore. This may be all done yeah. virtually by the time they get to that age. We don't know. But this is, this is all comfortable to them. You know, a 10-year-old now has grown up with a smartphone in their hand. They don't know what it's like to not have that. And this generation is now, they don't know what, they don't know what life before social and conferencing and all of this was like. So it's, the cat's out of the bag now. You yeah. can't go back. You know, it's, I, Gary V said something on one of his, one of his stage shows once he said, he pulled his phone out and he said, I know there's people afraid of technology and don't embrace it. He said, this will never be more simple to use than it is today. <laughs> Because that technology just keeps advancing and advancing and advancing. And it, the longer you wait, the harder it is. Just deep dive. Just just embrace it, and it is what it is. Well, how many – let me let me pose it this way. How many people called Nutmeg, any any of the branches, from a phone book? No. Yeah. No. So at some point, people will have to embrace it, even by default. And maybe this maybe this accelerates that up. Who knows? Sure. Sure. What's what's a phone book? <laughs> oh, that's right. Those things we used to use way back a couple of decades ago. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha, guys, gotcha. Well, guys, thank you. Uh, as always, you guys are such a treat to talk to. Absolutely. Uh, great ideas. Uh, well, thank uh, you, guys. Thank you. We love you guys. Yeah, uh, this is it's a it's kind of like family now. I I, it I is. appreciate you guys so much. I can't tell you. Likewise, well, thank guys. you so much, and you guys are, are a delight, and uh, definitely, uh, it's, it's much more than business relationship, it's true friendship, so Indeed. thank you so much, really appreciate it. Any, pleasure, any, uh, Will, any closing remarks? Um, two, at some point, you got to take me up there so I can play TPC River Highlands with these guys. Okay, and, done. Uh, we're going to make that happen. And two, speaking of golf, um, I, is it was it Tiger and Brady and Manning and, and Phil? Is that what the match so, is? Yeah. Who you guys got? I gotta go I got with Tiger, Tiger this time. I, got Tiger. <laughs> I, I think so too. Yeah. yeah, I gotta remember Tiger's got a Masters jacket on since the last time those two went head to head. So that's true. <laughs> Very good. Very good. We'll appreciate that. So, well, I might just step out back after this and look out on the golf course. <laughs> the next time we do this, guys, we'll do the background of, of the of the valley course, which is um, there you go. I got a lake behind the house, and you can see the valley course. Which hole is that, Will? Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah, okay. they flip the nines on me, so I always have to think about it and do the math. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, well, we we'll wait to tee it up. Yeah, our next broadcast will be there, and we're going to get that. We're somehow we're going to get that trip done, so we can come see you guys. I like it. Oh, come on, anytime, guys. Love to see. You. Love to see you. Awesome, awesome. No Again. hugs. <laughs> no. No. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, no huh? elbow elbow rubs. Okay, everybody elbow rubs. Let's get them up. Get them up there. Here we go. Okay. Thank you guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.